everybody, and welcome to Between Plays Stock Market Strategies. And today, I'm sure everybody's been waiting for this. BRW Brunswick Explorations, Killian Charles, CEO. How you doing, Killian? Doing pretty good. Thank you for having me. Hey, thanks for coming back. Really appreciate it. You know, um, we have a lot of questions. We started this new thing now. Um, you know, people that are on Twitter, CO.ca, and all these other places. And uh, I want to know if it's possible later, I have a few questions myself, if you'd be willing to take some questions from, uh, let's say, the audience, some shareholders of yours and some potential shareholders. No, absolutely. More than happy to answer questions they might have. Oh, that's pretty awesome. Killian, I mean, I saw your last um, news release, which was really interesting. We're talking about the Mirage project. Um, looks like there's some really good results, like over 1.7 kilometers and all this kind of stuff. I would prefer that you get into a little bit about that. and. Um, you know, just basically, how do you see that project uh, unfolding? And what is what like what's so important in that type of project, like um, for geologists and stuff like that? What makes that project interesting? Unique. Yeah. You know, yeah. Mirage is a, is a pretty funny project in terms of how it came to our table. Um, it was a project that uh, our chairman, Bob Wares, had been somewhat made aware 20 years ago when a, a geologist came into his office and slammed a big piece of spodumene on his desk and said, what do you want to do with this? And he said, well, I don't know. I, I can barely sell at that time. Bob had the, the Wabushi project could barely sell that one because there was no interest in lithium. This was in the early two thousands. And yeah. uh, he remembered that this project was around. It had never been recorded in any official government database. So it sort of lay quiet that a geo had found a boulder that contained spodumene, had, had uh, some lithium in it. He never assayed it, never did anything with it. And uh, I guess just before we had to pull out of the forest fires, we you know set up the camp, set up a team over there. And in the span of you know an afternoon for all intents and purpose, not only did they find the original boulder, this massive you know metric sized boulder filled with spodumene, they found another, you know, dozen of these similarly, like almost house-sized boulders, just absolutely filled with spodumene. And that's what really excites me here. You know, it's the fact that we're seeing what has the potential of being a very large source, because I'm going to get a little bit technical here, but uh, all of these boulders were found perpendicular to glaciation. That means we're okay. dealing with multiple sources i.e. when we say that it's over a kilometer long boulder field, it has the potential of have, coming from a source that's itself over a kilometer long. And then on top of that, when you look at the size of the spodumene, the lithium bearing mineral, when you look at the color of the spodumene, when you look at the richness of those boulders, it's very exciting. You know, your coarse grain, Big crystals that often implies clean, simple metallurgy. When I look at other operations around the world, when they have similar size spodumene, it's the simplest one to recover. When you have typically, when you have clear, pale white, the pale gray spodumene crystals, that implies that it's a simple, clean concentrate that's produced from it. And then, you know, seeing boulders that contain up to 50% spodumene. Whoa. It's quite it's quite enticing the type of grades that hopefully 
once we do find the source, once we're able to go back there, um, once the fires, forest fires are back under control, which I hope is going to be shortly here, you know, it's going to imply a sizable source. So no, for us, it's it's something that's very exciting. That's why, you know, we felt that we had to press release it. It's going to be a core component of the work that we're going to be doing in the fall. You have to remember that that's always, that was always sort of the plan with Brunswick. You know, we wanted to amass a large portfolio. Some of these were more advanced, you know, projects that we already knew contained lithium. Some of them were being greenfield. And we took an approach of, well, let's see what comes up. Let's see what bubbles up to the surface, what's most interesting to us. Yeah, and and that's a that's always an evolving picture, and that that's fine. That's part of this exploration process to find the best potential project out there. We didn't want to get tied in immediately with any single asset. We wanted to work the entire field, and you know, it's working in spades because it allows us to you know dovetail into a project like Mirage which is now has every indication of being something sizable of interest. And we're going to be putting a lot of our efforts going forward into that particular asset. Okay. That's, uh, that is uh, actually pretty exciting. And um, wow. Um, basically don't even know what to say. Uh, that's, that's, that's really exciting because the thing is, is that if we, if we continue to look at Brunswick and this is based off of our last conversation, which, you know, because I naturally I think that every investor should weigh risk. Okay, you're gonna put your your money into a into a company, but you you got to weigh the risk. You got to look at what they have and everything like that. And what I thought was really interesting and what I liked about Brunswick is that it's almost like putting money in. And this is what we were saying last time. It's like it's like 15 companies in one because it, the amount of you know uh, pegmatites that you have and to choose to drill and where to go. So I find that the risk is minimized uh, with Brunswick. Do, do you feel the same a little bit with that? I mean, absolutely. Look, we we almost joke and call ourselves, you know, internally, we kind of joke and say, oh, we're a lithium ETF to a certain extent because we have so <laughs> many different projects. But but you know what? It, that's That's what is one of the toughest things about exploration. And it's something that, you know, people look at the 10, 20, 30 baggers that they have and they sort of forget that to get there, there was a lot of dogs, a lot of things that even with good teams didn't work out because everyone, every company has one or two projects and fingers crossed that, you know, that's the one that works. But when you have like one in a hundred or one in a thousand odds, whew, it's going to be tough to get there. It's going to be tough that you pick the right one. And with Brunswick, that's what we turn on its head. We said, well, Let's have a thousand projects. Let's let's identify as many opportunities because we've never done so before in lithium in Canada yeah. and give ourselves as many chances of making that world-class discovery and having a 10, 20, 30 bagger. And that's exactly what we did. So yeah, you know, whether you look at it from saying, well, you know, you can own a bunch of different early stage lithium exploration company and Hopefully one of them works out and I hope one of those companies that you're investing in is, is Brunswick or you can just own Brunswick and have all of that exposure. We, yeah. as you mentioned, we have projects of 15, 20, 30 other companies all in a single company. And that's what makes Brunswick so unique relative to other grassroots exploration companies in the lithium space. 
but even other grassroots exploration companies in gold, in copper. It's just, it only exists in lithium and it only exists in Brunswick. And, you know, that's why I joked, you know, well, we're the uh, the lithium ETF all inside one company here. Yeah, you just need Brunswick and you played all of your grassroots exploration. You don't need anything else. That's that's how I see it too. And that's one of the big things, like when I talk about, you know, Brunswick in my Telegram group and people, let's say, will name other companies and stuff like that. I'm like, I understand what you're saying, but, you know, if, uh, you know, because Brunswick has money, right? So when yeah. you look at it, uh, I, I can't recall. Do you remember off ahead how much you have in the bank right now? Because I'm, I'm trying to remember off uh, top. We have, we have over $14.5 million. So, exactly. So you have over $14 million. I mean, you have a stellar, stellar uh, management team. I mean, like you, you're a CEO. I mean, we have, you know, uh, insiders like institutions like a Cisco group and stuff like that. It's it just to me, I find that the risk is minimized just because of all these things when you put it all together. And, and, and I really want to highlight as well that, you know, some of these people as you're talking to, these other companies that they're talking about, hey, look, they might have great teams, they might have great assets. Yeah. And I really wish that, and I and I wish them all the luck and I hope that they're successful because, of course, you know, if we want to do decarbonization, if we want to achieve all these beautiful objectives we yeah. have to, you know, clean up and decarbonize the economy, we need assets. So I, I really do hope that they make discoveries. Absolutely. But it goes back to, to what I said, when your odds are one in a thousand that you actually have something real, you want to make sure that you have you're putting your money with a company that has the best odds of finding something right oh, so absolutely they they honestly could have that one in a thousand you know project that works or honestly odds are they don't because it's one in a thousand I, and I, brunswick has the same odds and we just have a higher likelihood. Again, it's just pure. It's a pure numbers game at this point. Absolutely. We have a higher likelihood of making that discovery. Absolutely. That, that's all it is. Absolutely. I, I completely agree with you. I completely agree with you. I'm uh, I'm watching now on the, the COSCA. There's a lot of questions coming up. And uh, there's a whole bunch of them in the Telegram group. I don't know if you mind if we just go into a few questions from them. Bring them on. More than all right, let's, than let's, let's bring them on. Let's bring them on. Okay. So we have this question here from, so this is on Twitter and yeah. this is from uh, Twitter handle at Jenny now. So the question is if, and when will there be, of course, this was when, uh, this is a very interesting one. Okay. It's about listings. So if, and when would there ever be, you know, any listings on any other stock exchanges like, uh, you know, Australian, us, European, like what would we be waiting for? I guess the question is, you know, what are steps? I, I mean, I, I get, I get, no, you know what we're talking about here. Yeah. yeah. Look, th these are, are long dated things that don't happen overnight. Uh, mm -hmm. There's a lot of legal considerations. There's a, there's a lot of moving parts. I wish it was a snap my finger and have it done overnight. Yeah. Uh, you know, the OTC QB listing took nearly what, six or eight months to, to get everything finally sorted and started trading. So you know, we're always exploring opportunities. We always have plans. You know, I, I do like to, to tap into the Australian market, like to tap into the American market as well. You know, there's a lot of potential new investors there, new opportunities to continue growing the company. Access to capital would improve. So we're always at the forefront and looking at, at different options on that front. Well, are they going to happen overnight? No. Am I going to get this question a lot of times? Yes. And that's okay. fine. 
Yeah, no, no but, but it's perfectly fine. It's perfectly yeah. fine. It's just these things take time to work ourselves true. And, you know, there are costs to them as well. It's not like it's it's a freebie for the company. Yeah. Um, there are there are costs to do, whether it's it's time, man hours, or even just actual monetary costs. So we want to make sure that we're doing the best decision for the company and for our investors, of which, as you mentioned a few minutes ago, you know, we all are. We are large investors of this company. And so we want to make sure that we're making always, always, always the best decision for the continued future of Brunswick, whatever that may be. Well, that's perfect. We have another question here from PL. So, you know, he's asked me on both on both spaces. So on Twitter, his handle goes by Risk Manager 1983 on CU.ca. It's uh, PL. And his question is about, um, please ask him about Hearst Decoy uh, because it's very promising 5% uh, chip sample. Uh, so what's going there, Saskatoon, Manitoba, basically in general? Yeah, yeah. So look, you know, we, we've been working Hearst. We have, we're also trying to manage with forest fires, trying to manage where we're going to be sending teams to, you know, that's been a lot of juggling, so to speak. So right now we have teams that just wrapped up Manitoba. We're trying to do Saskatchewan areas that are accessible as right now. First, we're currently doing a lot of prospecting. It's an area that's being actively long. And so, you know, we completed our drilling. We're doing a lot of prospecting based off the new logging that's been done. We've only done about 15, 20% of the property as it stands right now. So to us, it's a continuous process across the board. And we're just trying to prioritize. If it was a regular summer and I didn't have any issues, we would have already been done with Hearst. Uh, but that's just not the case right now. So everything's a little bit slower because we're trying to finish up areas that are, quote unquote, more at risk of, of fires and things of that nature. Yeah. You know, we can always come back to Hearst whenever we want. So that one's sort of tucked in our back pocket, yeah. uh, so to speak. And we're trying to prioritize other areas before we come back there. Yeah. And for all the listeners that, you know, don't live in the Quebec area and, you know, you're in Europe and whatever, just to let you know that, I mean, the forest fires are so bad that Montreal, uh, which is in Quebec, you know, was declared the most polluted um, city in the world just because the forest, forest fires are so thick um, that uh, you, you basically couldn't see two blocks away just because of the smoke. So, and, yeah, and it's I not, mean, and I want to point out, it's not just Quebec. Yeah. It's not just it's Quebec. They're, they're worse. They're horrible in Quebec. Yeah, I mean, wrong, right. and, you know, we don't want any forest fires anywhere. Yeah. But it's also Saskatchewan. It's also Northern it's Alberta. So, so that's true. also complicating a lot of our work in those areas. So we're trying to, we, you know, we want to work those areas correctly. Yeah. So it's a question of just, okay, while this area is open up right now, it may not be in two, three weeks. Let's slam it. Let's get it done as quickly as possible. Yeah. So there's a lot of, I don't want to say logistical challenges we're working through, but we're just trying to make sure that we're staying ahead of all of those issues. Now, I'm yeah. quite confident, you know, you have to remember, you know, to point out in Quebec, you know, we haven't had rain in some of these northern communities for almost two months. That's insane. Two months without yeah. rain up over there. So that's, it's, no, it's not a surprise that they're dealing with major forest fires. However, yeah. the good news is that we had rain last week. There's rain again in the forecast this week. Things are slowly starting to improve. More and more fires are go from being out of control to under control, yeah. uh, you know, mastered and, and dealt with. So 
slowly i'm finally seeing some progress on that side it's quite i'm quite happy yeah. um, to see the changes there and i'm quite confident as well that you know with given a, another week or two or maybe three we'll be back to opening up some of these areas and again what's going to happen is that at that point in time we'll want to prioritize catch up the lost time in quebec go back to mirage yeah go back to Anatakao where we did some drilling which we'll be releasing you know the final sets of results shortly here it's it's just a question of of priority and just trying to make sure that we are always at the best base possible in our portfolio you know and and hitting the ground as hard as possible all right i got three more questions is that okay or yeah sure sure Let's i got three coming. more questions for you all right so i don't leave i don't leave these people out um okay so on uh, ceo.ca i'll leave my telegram question for last um uh, okay so the twitter so that sorry the ceo.ca the handle is canadian hollywood cdn hollywood so what's your favorite project out of the two of the three i mean talking about right now i mean i mean look the drilling results there's a lot of stuff that still have to come in right i mean to to be able to answer that there, there still is and and my answer look look mirage is top of the pile right now there's no doubt about it but my answer has not changed. You know, I wanted to wait until the end of, end of this field season to have a proper decision as to, okay, this is my favorite project, right? Because I don't know. You know, at the start of the yeah. year, I would have said, oh, yeah, you know, Anatecal is the, the best one in my portfolio. Plex the best one in my portfolio. It's the most exciting one. Wow. But then go figure that, you know, three months later, oh, no, this one is looking even better right now than, you know, this one's good but this one's better. And, and, and that's part of, that's what makes me so exciting, right? It's just yeah. this fact that there's continuous discovery, Crazy. there's continuous upside. Yeah. And so sure, I will, you know, put my hand on the table and say Mirage is the my most exciting project. And that's the one I want to get going as fast as possible. But I'd almost be doing a disservice to everything else I have in my portfolio. Look, it's still a priority. Yeah. But there's still so many opportunities yeah. out there. There's still so much work to do. Yeah. And you Absolutely. know, I, you know, the fun thing about Brunswick, we never said, ah, oh, we just want to find one. I'm greedy. I want more than one. I want to find yeah. a lot more than one. And so that's the whole point around it, right? And so I'm gonna avoid picking a project, calling my a favorite right now until we've done our field season, until oh, yeah. we've gone through a first phase and said, okay. These are the projects that I like. And, and that's the most exciting part. That's why I tell people, you know, you, you and, and, and people all have their own decision as to when they want to buy or sell the stock and all that. But, you know, when I look at Brunswick Exploration, I say, you know, this is the most exciting time for Brunswick Exploration, you know, especially when I get into going through the field season and into the fall, once we get all those results back, that's when we'll know whether we have something of, you know, economic value of, of a, and hopefully a world-class discovery. Absolutely. Then, you know, that's, that's only two, three months away. That That's yeah, pretty that's damn fun. short. That's coming up fast. Yeah. You know, naturally a lot of, you know, a lot of shareholders, sometimes they're, you know, impatient and, you know, and, but the thing is that a lot of times where people say, well, if I would have just waited, look at it now. So, you know, we have to keep that all in mind, you know, and it, what's great now is that the next question works perfectly with what you're what you just answered because basically the question comes from my telegram group i mean it's not a lot but it's just it just it just transitions so well and i'll have one more after that but um i don't know the telegram community so this is will that asks out of the community he's basically asking um 
basically two parts. At what point will you declare flagship project? So you pretty much answered that. And um, like, what do you look for to basically, you know, indicators to go drill one more because you might think, oh, that might be it, you know? So is there anything like that happening now? Or uh, I think you get what I'm trying to ask. Yeah, yeah, and it's and and it's a great question, um, but it, it's really simple to answer. Surprisingly enough, oh, okay. For, for us, if it contains like it, it's a sorting process, right? So our first step, and I, and I think I said this, uh, you know, last time or maybe the one before that. First step is to does it have the potential of containing lithium or not? If the answer is no, then it goes out the back. If the answer is yes, then it moves further down the port, the the pipeline, if you will. And at that point in time, it's worthy of a drill hole, right? The second we know, the second we can see spodumene, the second we can see a lithium mineral, then we know we are dealing with a pegmatite that is worthy to be drilled. Because just be- based on what you see on surface, you won't know until you drill it. True. You know, we call drilling the troop machine. And that has not changed. Okay. So every time we have spodumene, every time we have lithium, I can promise that will we will be putting a drill hole on it because okay. we won't know until we we've actually drilled it. Is it, you know, five meters wide, twenty meters wide, fifty, one hundred meters? We won't know until we drill it. Absolutely. And that's the so for us, it's really it's it's gradational. It's just a number of steps. Step one: Does it contain lithium or not? If it's yes. Then it's being drilled. Then it's a question of okay, it, how big is it going to be? And that's where you need drilling. So that's no, amazing. it's 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 a good it's a good question, and it's surprisingly yeah. an easy one to answer. And then to, to on the final point, what's a flagship asset? Well, flagship asset for us is going to be one when we're drilling, you know, 30, 40, 50 meters plus of lithium mineralization. That starts to be something that's going to matter, that's going to turn some heads. And that's going to be highly valuable to Brunswick and to our investors. Oh, that's really exciting. That's really exciting. So let's go off on the last one. And this is from Bugseye, CEO.ca. So uh, Bugseye. <laughs> um, basically, just curious, I guess, what is the method for um, news releases and uh, basically corporate updates in general? So yeah. I just wanted to know pretty much how that works for you guys. We've got lots of updates. Obviously, we've had to to slow down a little bit, but uh, you know our view has not changed. We like to have an update every two weeks, barring certain periods of the year. Obviously, I'm not going to put a press release between Christmas and New Year's. No, of course not. Um, and you know we kind of had the same thing, July 4, Canada Day. So you know yeah, we're, makes we're, sense. We're not changing from our strategy. Every two weeks, we like to have an update to the market. And just keep people appraised of what we're doing. And looking at the pipeline, I see no reason for that to change anytime soon. Uh, Killian, do you have anything that you might want to add at the end of uh, the show here? Well, look, you know, to me, it's about going back in the field. You know, I really want to make sure that these forest fires are back under control. You know, we've got lots of team working and I, you know, wish them all the luck in the world to get it all sorted. And because uh, we're, we're itching, I can promise you, my team is itching to, to get back out there on some of these projects. You know, they made a lot of interesting and, and noteworthy discoveries in such a short amount of time. 
And it's a shame that they were we had to pull them out. Look, I under, perfectly understand the reason. But they're all chomping at the bit to be let loose back out there. Well, I had heard that I they didn't even want. Them. I had sorry, I didn't want me to interrupt you, but I had heard that. Um, uh, I was listening to um, John Kaiser's uh, on Kaiser Kaiser Watch, and um, he was saying how uh, some of the boots on the ground like they didn't even want to leave. No, exactly. They they <laughs> were they were attached to a project. We had to almost pry them out out of there. <laughs> Uh, so look, there. Everyone, everyone's really keen. You know, everyone understands the potential, um, and and they're motivated. That's what makes this so fun. Is that you know, I know I have motivated shareholders. Well, I can promise that the team is just as motivated as they are. Everyone's bought into this. We all want to make these discoveries. We all want to find something new. We all want to demonstrate that you know this is something unique. And it's shaping out to be the case, you know, and that's why we want to be back now in the field out there and banging on some rocks, landing on some outcrops. And, you know, in the starting in September or early October, drill bits turning once more and uh, pulling out some core. Oh, I like that. That's good. That's, that's a good ending. All right, Killian, thanks a lot for, um, you know, taking questions from the people out there. That was really cool. And no, appreciate uh, it. More than uh, happy to do so. That's awesome. And, you know, I uh, just hope to have you here again uh, in the future. It's always a pleasure. No, likewise. Likewise. Pleasure to, to be chatting with you as well. Uh, thank you. Now, for all of the viewers out there, always remember research, prepare, plan, execute, you know, do your work, um, educate yourselves. Thanks a lot, Killian. Talk to you next time. Thank you. Between plays, it's the journey and what you do between where you are and where you want to be. Research. Prepare. Disclaimer, Between Plays has a contract with said company in this video at the time of recording. Between Plays only takes contracts with companies we believe have an opportunity to deliver a product or service based on our own research. That being said, always do your due diligence. Seek professional financial analysts when investing. This video is for entertainment, educational, informative purposes. See description for more information. Between Plays. Bridging the gap between companies and investors.